Hi everyone, I'm Richard Torbell, owner of UK-based marketing agency Dandelion Social and your host of this podcast which is called Mastering Marketing. This podcast is released once a week, every Thursday, and we cover topics relating to marketing, funnily enough. And we cover social media, we cover content marketing, and really anything that helps you to promote your business in a better way. This week, we talk with professional copywriter, Ellie Mole, about why getting a professional copywriter, rather than trying to create your copy yourself, will really pay dividends. It's about a 15 minute interview, and um, it's split into four parts. Uh, we go into quite a lot of detail, so it's really worth taking the time to listen to the entire interview. Um, so enjoy, um, and as always, um, if you want to call into the show to give your opinions and your thoughts on anything that we talk about today, uh, feel free to do so. Um, we very much encourage a two-way conversation um, with our listeners. So call into the show um, and we will uh, reference your comments on next week's podcast. Enjoy the conversation with Ellie uh, and we will talk to you next week. So I'd like to welcome to the Mastering Marketing podcast, uh, Ellie Mole, who is a professional copywriter and she's based in the north of the UK. Uh, and I want to chat to Ellie today about why you should hire a professional copywriter to create your content and not do it yourself. And we've been talking off air, Ellie, um, and there's a few things really that we kind of picked out as the, the key reasons why. Um, and the first one that we picked out was time. You know, I think the thing that we forget sometimes is that creating blog posts, for example, or creating content for our website takes a lot of time. Um, and you know, having a professional copywriter do it not only takes that time away from you as a business owner, I mean, you can focus on the things that you actually want to do, um, but a professional copywriter would be able to create that content, that blog post, whatever, um, much more quickly. Would you agree? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so a professional copywriter will know... Um, various linguistic devices and they're more in tune with grammar um so for a business owner to hire a professional copywriter not only does it save time mm. um it also means that the business owner has more time to do things in their area of expertise rather than worrying about oh have i got this wording right have i am i grammatically correct yeah um so it, it is there's elements of time everywhere in it. Um, so a copywriter, once they've had a chat with the business owner, it's not you know, it's not something they can just go off and do on a whim. It sure. will take a chat to do. Um, but they're going to be able to create content quicker in a lot of cases than the business owner themselves because they know exactly the tone of voice to use and um, it, it's something they do every day sure. rather than just little bits here and there. I think one of the things that we get um, as an agency quite a lot when we talk to business owners about running a blog or writing their own content is they, they just don't want to do it. They, they recognise the fact that there is a time benefit to not doing it themselves, but they literally just roll their eyes. You know, they'd rather be doing anything else really than, than writing blog posts of what one particular client. She just absolutely hates the idea of doing it. She, so she, if she didn't have somebody else to do it, it simply wouldn't get done. And if it doesn't get done, then she doesn't get the benefit of creating that helpful and valuable content you know, for, for her business. So it's much better that you get someone else to do it for you and it actually gets done um, rather than trying to do it yourself, not wanting to do it, and then it doesn't get done. Right, so um, 
one of the other things you touched on Ellie uh, earlier, and you're absolutely 100% correct, is that it's really important uh, when we create these pieces of content uh, for our business that we have the right tone of voice and, and the right message. And that's massively driven by really understanding who our audience is. And when we get uh, clients that come to us, uh, the first thing that we say to them is that you've got to really, really, really understand your, your target market, really understand your audience. Um, you know, and it's such an important thing that we actually have strategic relationships with other businesses that will help us to get, get that right, you know, really you know, drill down hard. Um, on the mindset and the pain points uh, of, of that audience. And when we have that kind of outcome, uh, that outcome is then provided to our copywriters uh, to enable them to really um, you know, get the correct tone of voice, the correct message for the brand, because you know, it's not the same thing for every different audience, is it? You know, sometimes you've got um, you know, audiences and, and, and tone of voice that's really kind of formal, um, you know, and then sometimes you might have a tone of voice that's much more sort of casual. You know, you can think of you know popular uh, brands like Moo, uh, the business card guys, for example. They're really kind of chilled out and and and, and informal. They use a lot of um, you know emojis and, and all that sort of stuff. And if you listen to last week's episode, there was a big conversation about emojis, and that was based on a LinkedIn thread that I started about whether or not you should use emojis in business conversations. And people got really kind of um, you know, either very positive or very negative about it. I don't know whether you picked up on that that one, but there was one guy in particular who was like, "Absolutely no way should you use emojis in business conversations." I would never even consider, uh, you know, working with a business that does. You know, so it, it kind of drives very polarized opinions. But you know, either way, it's super important that we get our, our message correct, um, isn't it? Would you agree with that? Absolutely, yeah. And um, building on that emoji conversation, mm. yeah. Um, it. It, it does completely depend on the audience that Absolutely. you're aiming for. Um, so off the top of my head, you've got um, huge, huge um, social media giants. You've got um, like Lab Bible and mm. Unilad, stuff like that. And the audience that they're aiming at, it is completely normal to see one of their posts with emojis in it. Not necessarily in the body of text, yeah. but on, um, on the main social media post itself. And I think it, it definitely works for the audience they're aiming for. But like you said, you know, there is no one size fits all. There is no universal way of writing for every audience. So a copywriter will know how to write for different audiences. Mm. Um, so where a business owner might be in tune with who they're trying to reach out to, writing for that audience as a blog post can often be quite different than, you know, just tailoring a business to suit them. Um, so a copywriter will know how to engage with various audiences without having to even think about it, really. It comes yeah. as a second nature. Yeah. So those two brands that you mentioned there, obviously they're extremely popular. Um, and it feels to me like, um, although it, they don't talk to me uh, specifically as a person, um, but what it feels to me like what they're trying to do is trying to almost talk to their audience as though they were just their, their mate. You know, like they're their friend. Um, yeah. So they fit. I mean, you they they're very popular on Facebook, for example, and, and and Facebook content works really well when it fits into the news feed in a way that, um, you know, it seems like it belongs there with all of the other updates from their friends and family and and work colleagues or whatever. And I think um, that was a very good example that you used there because they really do fit in. It doesn't sort of jump out of them like it doesn't belong there. 
um, you know, and, and exactly, yeah. you know, if, if they use really sort of super formal language, it just wouldn't work, would it? Oh, not at all, no. Um, because one of the things that they see most on the Lad Bible post, for example, is friends tagging each other. Yeah. So then, of course, that increases their reach overall. Um, and no formal language, I don't think it would work as well. Even with serious news stories, um, the captions in the posts are quite... Uh, I wouldn't say light-hearted, but they're definitely geared towards a certain type of audience, mm. uh, usually younger. Um, you know, maybe the millennial side. Millennials might be a good way to describe them. It's geared towards millennials rather than anyone middle-aged. or mm. um, And it, it does work for them. You know, they do receive quite a lot of criticism if you look at the posts yeah. um, for various reasons. But, it, you know, it works. They've got a massive following. And then it flips as well. I mean, obviously, you know, Facebook works really well for that type of content. But if you look at a platform like LinkedIn, for example, which is you know much more sort of B two B, you know, business orientated, um, you know, it, it, you, the content that you create for LinkedIn um, is going to oh, yeah. be very different to what you would do for Facebook, and even for the same business, is that? Would you agree with that? Absolutely, yeah. Because the people that are likely to use LinkedIn. Uh, they're likely to be professionals themselves, either looking for work or looking for employees. And that's not necessarily an industry where you'd want to use um, emojis or the type of humour that is seen on Facebook. Mm. So whereas Facebook is a much more casual platform overall, LinkedIn is more professional. And mm. it's pretty much the same as um, an interview. So LinkedIn is almost like the digital equivalent of being in an interview situation or an application situation. Right. You want to present your best and most professional self on there. Whereas Facebook, that is, you know, the digital equivalent of hanging out in a bar with your friends. Yeah, that, yeah, you're absolutely right. And one of the things that people tend to do, uh, you know, could, because scheduling platforms or whatever allow this to happen, I think this is the big mistake that businesses make when they create their content, is that they just create one piece and then they send it out with, you know, Buffer or Hootsuite or whatever to all of the different platforms. So you get the same thing going out on Facebook, the same thing going out on Twitter, the same thing going out on LinkedIn, and without understanding that you really have to tailor the, the content to those specific platforms. Exactly, yeah. And um, like you said on Facebook and Twitter, a lot of the time with those two particular um, platforms, there is quite a lot of crossover. But... On Twitter, obviously, you've only got, is it 140 characters? Yeah, I think so. Um, so you, you do need to edit um, what you write, A, to fit into that, and B, to be short and punchy, whereas on Facebook, you can write a little bit longer. Um, Instagram, is, the big thing with Instagram is hashtags, which don't necessarily work on Facebook as well. Right, right, um, right. And there is, you know, you really do need to tailor it to each platform. So like you said, one blog post can have say four different descriptions if you wanted to go out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn. Right. Because the same description isn't necessarily going to work for all of those platforms at the same time. No, you see on Twitter, for example, that's a good point that you make. Um, you know, I, I see quite a lot where they've obviously just copied it from Facebook or they've scheduled it um, out with the same Facebook post and, and it doesn't even fit in with those 
limited Twitter characters, or you've got like half a sentence and it says dot 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 after it, and it does, it's completely pointless and meaningless, and no one knows what it is. So it's super important that we that we tailor it. Um, I think the other thing that we have to recognise, especially if if you're B two B and and you're using Facebook for business, is that a professional copywriter will make sure that your content is conversion focused, because obviously that's really what businesses want. You know, we have to understand that you know we're not creating this content, we're not writing these blog posts just because we think we should you know they actually have a role to play in the greater kind of marketing strategy and sales funnel of a business and they'll understand how to uh, how to make sure that you take people the next step of the journey um, is, is that is that kind of uh, your your view on on that as well yeah yeah I mean you know obviously as copywriters we do have to think about um, how to generate leads for well, not not necessarily generate leads for our clients, but um, boost their business. I mean, it is um, leads. It is leads. Um, yeah. So you you know you're you're right to say that. Um, but we, it's important that we point out because uh, this is kind of why you stopped yourself there. I think is because you know we're we're not necessarily trying to create leads directly from that blog post. What we're trying to do is get them further along the journey to ultimately turn them into a lead. Yeah, I yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. That yeah and um copywriters will know the kind of language that is not a hard sell so mm. yes you do want to sell a product or a business but you don't want to be like those uh, those adverts in america buy now call now yeah exactly um, exactly you want to create a kind of almost a relationship with them and you, we know the linguistic devices that we can use to persuade but very very subtly and get them interested and it, it's not all about, you know, it's not a cynical kind of way of, oh, how can I poach this guy? How can I draw him in? Manipulate their like mind, yeah. 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 yeah, It's not like that at all. It is genuinely about caring about what these potential clients are interested in mm. and um, being in tune to that. And that goes and, back to uh, the audience that we talked about earlier on, understanding your audience's pain points. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the other things that we talked about before we started, um, and it seems like a really, really super basic thing, um, but is spelling and grammar. You oh, know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, even on, um, you know, whether you're looking for a job, so I've seen the amount of job descriptions I've seen where there's, you know, shoddy grammar or spelling and even blog posts by businesses. And it gives off the wrong impression. Absolutely, so it yeah. could be the best landscape gardener in the Northwest, for example. Um, and it, it's the same as, I, you know, I apply the same logic to the photography that these guys use as well. You could be the best, I'm going to use the same example, That's right. be the best landscape gardener in the Northwest. But if your content looks shoddy, so if your photos look shoddy and if your blog posts aren't up to scratch, mm. it gives the wrong impression. It says that, you know, the business don't really care about how they present themselves. It's sloppy. So, sorry? It's sloppy. That's how it yeah. comes across. I mean, I'm, I'm very hot on that stuff anyway. You know, I, it just, it comes across as, as lazy. It comes across as sloppy. Even though if it's genuinely not like that, it's just how it yeah. comes across, you know. And, and clients um, or potential clients, um, you know, they make a, a direct connection between how you put out the content for your own business and how you would do it for their business. And they think, well, if you're sloppy with your own stuff, you're going to be sloppy and lazy with my stuff as well. Exactly. I mean, this is one industry where 
the phrase don't judge a book by its cover really can't apply yeah it's the impression that you give first impressions do matter and in terms of copywriting you know it, it could be something where it's just not your area of expertise yeah. with blog writing or copywriting um and if it isn't your area of expertise you're not as in tune to picking up things like grammatical mistakes spelling mistakes um and it, they are really, really simple things that can be overlooked. Whereas a copywriter, it's part of their job. It's, you know, they live and breathe grammar. Mm. Um, it's something that they will pick up on a lot easier and it'll just give a better impression to the clients um, rather than trying to do it all yourself. And, you know, you can't be, you know, you, you just... They don't always know. It's not, it's not intentional. Uh, and like I said, it's not like it's coming up... Uh, it's coming across in one way, but it doesn't mean that they're actually lazy and they're actually sloppy. Uh, it, and a lot of the time, they just, they don't, like you said, you touched on it, you're absolutely right. It, they, they don't have the knowledge to understand that there's an issue there or they've got bad grammar or they've misspelled that word. They just don't realise it. You yeah, know? Um, exactly. So it's not, it's not like it's intentional. Um, but for someone uh, who's a potential client who's reading that blog post or reading that content they pick up on it and it's like oh you know I, i'm not i'm not i'm not confident in this you know and i'm gonna because people haven't got the time to really kind of you know if, if they find something that's that's got bad grammar they're not going to send you a message and go do you realize that it's got you've got bad grammar in your blog post they won't you know yeah. and then you and know people don't tend to like doing that either <laughs> no i mean they, they, yeah that's true you know they're not they're not going to sort of try and find out whether you really are like that or not you know they're just going to make a snap judgment and move on to the next person so um you know it's 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 super important you never know what opportunity you've missed out on by doing that you know um, exactly. so i think it's super important that we that we make sure that you know we've really got all of our ducks in a line um you know we've got our house in order and any other cliche that you want to apply to this you're more than welcome um but if we if we if we do that um, then we give ourselves the best possible chance of, of getting business from from the stuff that we put out there and that's ultimately what we really want to do so um, you know I, I think we've um, covered a lot Ellie and I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. No thank you thank you for interviewing me.